Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish. Joining me right now is Uri Ginot, who is a co-founder and director of strategy and government relations of Dead Sea Guardians. So uh, talking about the recent attacks in the Red Sea um, by Yemen, what I find so fascinating about this is that this little country, well, it's not so little, it's bigger than Israel, um, this country is, uh, they are on the brink of famine and have been for decades. They have been at war for decades. You have a country that is actually split between the north and the rest of the country. The north is run by the Houthi, uh, what's known as the Houthi rebels. They are at war with Saudi Arabia. It is, again, and I'm going to use this word again, it's an anathema to me that all of a sudden they're attacking ships in the Gulf. Why? Why? And in the Red Sea. Why is that? So uh, I say good morning to Uri Ginot, and thank you so much for your time this morning. Okay, thank you, and it's a pleasure to be here again. Thank you very much, Uri. Did you hear? Did you hear my intro about uh, the Houthis and um, about I, Yemen? I, I, I'm sorry to say that I've missed it. That's so. okay. That's all right. We were just sorting out our technical um, <laughs> issues. Um, so I was saying, Yemen is a country that has been devastated by war for decades. They have a huge issue with, you know, being on the brink of famine. Their social problems, they, they cannot pay salaries. People in the country haven't received salaries in decades. They pay for groceries in with, with, um, they can't even pay with cash. They, they have coupons, right? The sanitation doesn't work. The rains come. It, it wets the rubbish. All the, all the bacteria gets swept into or, you know, flows into the water systems. People drink it. They've got cholera outbreaks regularly. It is a country that has so much bigger fish to fry, and yet they are launching rockets at ships in the Red Sea. How do we ex- how do we understand this? Why? Well, we are, we understand this from from two main uh, elements. One, we need to understand that the Houthi-controlled government also serves as an Iranian proxy. Um, they are Shiite of a different kind, what's called the Yazdi Shiites. But um, the Houthis are supported by Iran, supplied by Iran, and it's part of the greater Iranian strategy of encirclement and also in general of, of holding influence over strategic areas. And as we know, um, the Bab el-Mandab Straits, which are uh, right across from Yemen, are the entrance into the Red Sea, which also leads into the Suez Canal, it's one of the major um, uh, global trading routes, basically. Uh, much of global trade goes through it. So it's an Iranian, and it's also a lifeline for Israel. So the Houthis also hold uh, by themselves a very, a very radical ideology. But, um, they are, as I said, they're an Iranian proxy. And the second, even beyond being an Iranian proxy, um, Yemen, the Houthis have fought basically with also Israel's um, major strategic partners in the area, UAE and Saudi Arabia, which oppose the Houthi government. Um, so it's a way of them also of uh, um, 
to say, especially giving the finger to the to these regional uh, uh, components. But the Iranian aspect is is the biggest one here. I find it so interesting that you know we hear about them attacking Israeli ships, but actually they're not just attacking Israeli ships; they're attacking other ships as well. Right. Right. What? So the one they're attacking. Sh- Sorry. Sorry. Go, go on, go on. So what would be, you know, is, is this piracy, is this criminality, or is this strategic politically? Well, this is strategic politically, but you um, also have to remind that in, in, uh, in the Middle East, a lot of these things um, overlap a lot of times. Even if you look at Lebanon, Hezbollah is a terror organization, it's a political party, and it's also a big uh, drug manufacturer, it's the same as in Afghanistan with yeah. the Taliban. It's forbidden by the Islam, but they sold it everywhere. So there's a strategic Iranian aim here um, uh, regarding encirclement of Israel and in general also facing off the Americans. Um, and the Red Sea has been known for piracy for the last two decades mostly, um, you know, for criminal and profit gains. And uh, what happens a lot of times, these groups and organizations... Um, uh, overlap. The pirates use the capacity of terror organizations and states to increase their military strength, and vice versa. States and sub-state or, uh, organizations used, you know, as contractors, basically the the pirates and so forth. Uri, I just want to change uh, track a little bit. Come, I'm I'm speaking to you yeah. from Johannesburg. Johannesburg in South Africa. When one looks at South Africa's relationship with Iran. Right, which is the, Iran being the number one funder of global, global terrorism. Yes. South Africa's relationship with Iran, does that compromise or endanger the Jews of the South Africa, of South Africa in any way? Well. I mean, uh, as a strategist, I ask you this. South Africa? Well, are, yeah. are Jews safe in South um, Africa when South Africa has these very, very close ties with Iran? Yeah. You know, the top leadership from Hamas came into the country to celebrate the 10-year or to commemorate the 10-year anniversary since the death of Nelson yeah. Mandela. You know, they come as, it, it's actually insane. If it, it, it would be funny if it wasn't so bizarre and serious. So, um, I don't, I don't, uh, strive to be an expert on South Africa or the South Africa Jewish, uh, community or, or, you know, in specific counterterrorism. But the danger exists everywhere. Iran has been known to strike through its proxies, um, in various places. We also, we all remember what happened more than 30 years ago in Buenos Aires in Argentina twice. Yes. Um, at the Israeli embassy and at the Jewish community. Um, Senator, I can't point to something specific, of course, that's not my, uh, I'm not a formal government agency, but we need to be able to, to look at these things on a global scale and the danger could exist, um, everywhere. Though, I would say, not on a positive note, but at least on the physical attack side, they, they usually work in places of chaos and places where it's, um, it's, uh, easier to, 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 to function in, in uh, Supposedly places like Europe or South Africa, they would prefer that where there's natural support, you know, to hold mass protests. Yes. Okay? The, an attack won't necessarily serve them. Now, 
in South Africa, you know, the, the, it, it's, it's complicated because um, Israeli governments in the, in the far past also didn't contribute with our conduct as we were uh, uh, in close uh, relationship with the various apartheid uh, regimes. Yes. For Israel's uh, strategic um, assets and tests and so forth in the 70s. So, um, uh, so I think that also adds on to the comp- to, to, to the natural, um, I don't know, it's a hostility or something between South African governments and and and, uh, and and Israel. So it, it makes South Africa a natural place for the more mass protests. Something a terror attack doesn't necessarily serve them in that mm-hmm. capacity. Yeah. But I say this with my, you know, taking in my limited. Uh, Recognition and knowledge on on this specific uh, issue. Yeah. Anyway, Uri, that is where we have to leave it, unfortunately. But I do look forward to speaking to you more um, over the next few weeks. And I wish you and your family a Chag Chanukah Sameach and Shabbat Shalom. That's Uri Ginot, co-founder and director of strategy and government relations of the Dead Sea Guardians.